Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and we have some football to talk about today some updates on the jets quarterback situation some updates on travis kelsey plus i'm gonna talk about some buys and sells as it is wednesday and what else are we doing besides tinkering with our rosters looking forward to week two so why don't we go ahead let's sit back Let's relax, enjoy the show, and sip our coffee. The first thing for today, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are rumored to be dating right now an article came out by sports illustrated and said that taylor swift and travis kelsey are hanging out we'll see how that develops not saying that uh this is the end of travis kelsey but if travis kelsey has a bad year we'll find out why and it's because of it's because of taylor swift but uh we'll see what happens there wish him the best that's a kind of a cute couple pretty interesting uh and uh hopefully taylor swift still lets travis kelsey have that dog in him and doesn't uh domesticate him too much but we'll see we'll see <laughs> some actual news though comes on the aaron Rodgers front and it is that uh basically this Jets, well, really nothing on the Aaron Rodgers front, to be honest. I mean, we know that his season is over, that this is it for Aaron Rodgers. He tore the Achilles. We'll have to see if he can recover and return next year. But as far as what the Jets are doing, it was reported at first that they were reaching out to some veteran quarterbacks. Some names that that could have possibly been are Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco again, maybe bring in Nick Foles, maybe Matt Ryan, Colt McCoy and even go a little deeper and maybe try on the Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick front. Uh, but after that kind of came out, uh, it was the head coach, Robert Saleh, who came out and was like, I want to make it very clear. Zach's our quarterback. We have a lot of faith in Zach. We're rolling with Zach and excited for him and that they are looking at maybe a third quarterback to add to the roster. But as far as I'm aware and as far as the Jets are saying, it's going to be the or the the Zach Wilson show this season, and they don't necessarily want to bring in a veteran unless he's named Tom Brady. Maybe I'm sure that they would you know clear the runway for him, but he does seem to be done with football. Um, some other things just kind of on this situation. A, a sad update on it is that uh, in the locker room after the game, Aaron Rodgers went up to um, Garrett Wilson and was like, uh, "Sorry, kid, 
sorry, kid. And that is just that is just that pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. I'm, I can only imagine how much Aaron Rodgers hyped up this New York Jets team, especially the young players like Garrett Wilson, maybe even promised a little Super Bowl. And it's all over in a flash. And all he can do is apologize to the youngsters. Just give a good old sorry, kid. Uh, and that is just a very Aaron Rodgers moment. Good little quote makes you sad. Hopefully the Jets can still be good. I mean, we just saw them basically dominate the Bills, so that defense is fantastic for sure. Uh, and I'm sure that there's still more to come. And Zach Wilson really did not look that bad. So uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm really not too off on this team. I'm not paying up for you know Garrett Wilson or anything, but I'm not selling Garrett Wilson. Uh, and in fact, I put in a couple claims for Zach Wilson because I mean, I well in my super flex leagues because I mean, why not? Why not? He's a starting quarterback. He had the offseason with Aaron Rodgers. He looked decent in the preseason. Yeah, he threw an interception, but he still had some good drives against the Bills. And so I don't know. I don't know. Zach Wilson looked at least better this year than he has the last couple. Um, and maybe he has finally learned enough from Rodgers uh, to where he at least won't be a bad fantasy football option. And we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, you know, I, I would like the Jets to still be exciting. That was one of the more tantalizing storylines of this offseason. Uh, and just a little bit about the Jets curse. Um, uh, Albert Breer tweeted this out. Over the last 30 years, five iconic quarterbacks have switched teams a total of six times. Four of those acquisitions worked out and the other two were sabotaged by injury. Both of the injured iconic quarterbacks were Jets. That was Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Um, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady were the other quarterbacks that had switched teams and did all right, and did all right. But uh, for Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre going to, the, going to the Jets, basically a career ender and just did not work out for them. Next up, in terms of news, we do have just the, – the rest of it's not, like, big news. I just kind of wanted to talk about it. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is the biggest dog in the NFL. Dude has a fantastic, fantastic mindset. And uh, this quote from him is just – it's something else. He said, from what I've seen, we have the most ruthless fans in the game. You're going to see someday. Blue ski masks everywhere. We villains, right? It's the culture. I'm changing it. No more paper bags. Ski mask. We're taking what's ours. CJ Gardner-Johnson firing up the Detroit Lions, a perfect fit for Dan Campbell, and, and encouraging fans to wear ski masks to take back what is ours uh, is incredible. I love seeing that. I really do hope the Lions fans lean into this and wear ski masks to the game on Sunday. And uh, if that's something they can keep on all year, I mean, that's just going to be a fun little like a uh, oh, fan thing, you know, have them have them wearing the ski mask. Maybe that could become a new trend. Um, and uh, I mean, it's going to fire up the Lions. They're looking good. CJ Gardner Johnson just has so much fire within him. It is wild. Another safety that had some fire in him is Jordan Whitehead, who picked off Josh Allen three times on Monday night. I don't know if that's ever happened. The same player getting three interceptions. I'm sure it has happened, but geez, that was terrible by Josh Allen. What's fun about that is that Field Yates actually pointed out that Jordan Whitehead with those three interceptions already received one of his contract incentives. <laughs> one of his contract incentives for the entire year was he would make $250,000 if he got three interceptions. Well, he got three interceptions in week one and got himself a nice $250,000 bonus. So a quick little uh, cha-ching for Jordan Whitehead. Congratulations on the 250K, my friend. 
and lastly but not least, Tariq Cohen has signed with the Carolina Panthers practice squad. This comes as after he has not played since September 2020 after tearing both his ACL and MCL and a tibial plateau fracture, whatever that means. Tariq Cohen, though, when healthy, was one of my favorite players in the league, mostly because at that time I was way too addicted to Madden, and my Madden franchise, uh, Tariq Cohen, was my franchise running back because he's just really good at video games. You know, he has the video game speed, the elusiveness, the cutting, uh, and that's what made him, you know, a really good receiving back in the NFL, but also what led to his injuries. Obviously don't have that concern in Madden, uh, so I liked him a lot. But anyway, even when he was out there, you look at his stats from 2017, 2018, and 2019, and he was pretty good. 2018 in particular, he had over 1,000 yards. 725 of those came as a receiver. 71 receptions for 725 yards in 2018. Not saying he's going to ever get that kind of volume again, but if he can elevate himself off this practice squad, he's a much better pass catcher than Miles Sanders, a much better pass catcher than Chuba Hubbard, and a much better pass catcher than Raheem Blackshear. And so this is someone I'm 100% keeping my eye on. And I'm sure with him not playing football in almost three years now, that he is probably at full health, even if he's a little bit older now. Uh, and I mean, if he can get himself four or five receptions a game on a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot with that kind of athleticism, assuming, you know, he hasn't lost a step, he probably has. But, you know, that might be something. So someone to keep your eye on for sure. In your 32-man leagues, go pick up Tariq Cohen, put him on the end of your roster and see what happens. All right, guys. That is all I have for you in terms of news. Let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor, Mr. Podfather himself, talking about the Injury Finder. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the Injury Finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players as a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's 5 bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. Yeah, go get the injury finder, guys. It's good data. It really is. It really, really is. I see a lot of comments here. Um, I will probably save some of the trade questions for the back of the show, but I will go ahead and answer a couple of these. Is Aaron Rodgers droppable in Superflex Dynasty? Uh, no. I mean, uh, hopefully you have an IR spot that you could throw him on, but I'm assuming that there's at least someone out there that would throw a third his way. Is his career more than likely over? Yes. But is there still a possibility that he can return and play at a decent level? Also, yes. And so you can't you can't straight up drop him. I know you might want to, um, but yeah, I do think he can still be a sell piece and will probably be a sell piece as it goes on. You've just got to take the wait and see. You've got to take the wait and see approach here. I, I mean, I know it's a terrible, terrible, terrible injury and he's old, but I'm not dropping him yet. Now, if he comes out a couple weeks from now and it's like I'm retiring, that's when you can drop him. But for now, you've got to hold on to him. Would you trade? All right, trade questions I'm going to save for the back of the show. Um 
Uh, people are dropping A-Chain. Should he still be on rosters? Yes, I do believe A-Chain should still be on rosters. I think he's going to be fantastic when he comes. And, of course, he's going to help later on in the year when, the, as the Harry Snowman points out. Uh, definitely people need to be rostering Devon A-Chain. Who would you rather have on your dynasty roster, Puka Nakua or Rashad Bateman? Don't ask me this question. <laughs> uh, I mean, probably Rashad Bateman right at right now. Uh, but I mean, if my answer changes in a couple weeks, please don't be mad at me. I am starting to get a little bit excited about Nakua. I'm, you know, not pump. I'm pumping my brakes a little bit, but I do like that clip I played yesterday on today's or on, on Wake and Take about him just talking about coverage and route running and everything. That does show he has a beautiful mind and really does understand this game at a high level. And so if he can continue to perform like he did, I mean, he really will be a top dynasty asset um, if he can keep commanding that type of volume and play that kind of that well. Um, so who knows for now, Rashad Bateman, but if it passes in a couple weeks, I would not be that surprised. What do you do with Antonio Gibson? Uh, I would probably just drop him to be honest, uh, in redraft leagues, especially maybe try to get something for him if you can, but I doubt you will be able to in dynasty leagues. You might be able to get something because you know, there's still the possibility to be traded, but he's basically done with the commanders. He Ron Rivera does not like him. He fumbled just not really as explosive as he should have been. Um, and they seem to just really like Brian Robinson. So it seems like he really isn't going to be as good as we want. Um, you could hold him if you have the space, but I'm assuming since you're asking this, and this is the same guy who said Devon A-Chain was being dropped, that these are some pretty shallow rosters and shallow leagues. You don't need to roster Antonio Gibson. JP says, please answer my question. I got to go to work. Okay. All right. Do you trade away DJ Moore, Kyron Williams, and Kendrick Bourne for Garrett Wilson? In Dynasty, yes, yes, you do do that for sure. Um, I know that DJ Moore is a really good Dynasty asset, um, but Garrett Wilson is a much better one. Kyron Williams is a good redraft asset, and I'm sure Kendrick Bourne is as well. Uh, but both of those guys are basically bench fodder. And to be able to clear roster space and upgrade at the wide receiver position to one of the elite wide receivers in Dynasty, you've got to do it. Go get Garrett Wilson. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to get save some more questions for the back of the show. Let's go ahead and talk about some buys. And I do apologize. I kind of kept going crazy. You guys know I'm a trade god. Turn into trade gods later tonight. It'll be at 8 p.m. It'll be me, Seth Dewald, and Matt Babich. We'll be talking more trades, breaking down some trades, as well as talking about some of the value changes from week one. So that's going to be a great episode. But some people that I am buying right now, Sending out some offers for this is a long list and I do apologize. I'll go through the list and then perhaps talk a little bit about them. But this is the list. Start listening. Start screen recording. Bye. Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, DJ Moore, Tua Tungavailoa, Brock Purdy, Garrett Wilson, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Devon A. Chain, Justin Fields, Jalen Waddle. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, James Cook, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson, Kyler Murray, Kenny Pickett, Debo Samuel, Jamison Williams, and Christian Kirk. Those are my buys for right now. We could throw Jelani Woods on there too. Uh, but I think all of those players I just named, and it was a lot of them, uh, have taken a dip in their value. 
uh, and are worth taking a stab at. Christian Watson in particular, we just saw the Packers look really good. We saw Jordan Love look good, and it was in a game without Christian Watson. He's probably going to return this week, and so I would like to be acquiring him before he plays because I do believe he's fantastic. Kyle Pitts actually looked pretty good and seems to be the main receiver on this offense outside of B. John Robinson. Uh, and he's going to have some big chunk plays. And um, I, I just, I really do think he's going to have some fantastic games this season. And given the fact he only had two receptions this week and people are so mad about the Falcons pass offense right now, I think Kyle Pitts is still attainable for a good price and you need to get him before he blows up. Because when that does happen, when that does happen, he will be very hard to acquire yet again. But right now, still still obtainable. Go do it. Same kind of applies to DJ Moore. Wasn't that evolved in week one, but I do see that usage going up as the year goes on. The Bears did pass the ball a bit more. That'll continue. Uh, and, I mean, DJ Moore's just the type of athlete that he's been consistent his entire career. You've got to go take a chance on him. And people are probably a little sour now that he just did not have that good of a performance this week. And Justin Fields looks so bad which leads me to my next point by Justin Fields as well. I've been seeing tons of people ask trade questions about Justin Fields. People who drafted him early are a little bit scared right now. They expected a bigger jump in passing production, but you don't really need that when you're as good of a runner as he is. And again, I do believe the passing will get worked out. It was only week one uh, as the connection with DJ Moore grows. So will Justin Fields. So go ahead and also still try to acquire Justin Fields. I know he's expensive. Tua Tunga Viola is also very expensive now, especially after such a good game. But he's going to have so many performances like that this season if these receivers stay healthy. And so he's worth paying up for. Kind of same with Brock Purdy. Yes, he took uh, his value increased, but there's still more room to grow. And it, I mean, like he's the franchise for the 49ers and he's going to be there for years. Um, and so in Dynasty Superflex Leagues, you can get a really good quarterback too for really cheap right now. Go get Brock Purdy. Um, Garrett Wilson, kind of same thing. People are sour now that Zach Wilson's the quarterback for the year, but I think he'll be fine. He just got 14 points. He just got a touchdown. The Jets offense looked fine. Uh, Brees Hall is going to get healthier, which makes that Jets offense even better. And Zach Wilson now I'm sure will be a little bit more confident and, uh, take some shots, you know, now that, you know, this is his job. He's not really losing it. Everyone's committed to him. So I think Garrett Wilson's going to bounce back a bit. Um, let's see. Next up is... CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, I'm going to lump together. Both of these rookie quarterbacks had pretty good games. Anthony Richardson had the much better game, but CJ Stroud made me confident in him over Bryce Young. Yet again, he threw the ball 44 times, and the Texans themselves just looked better. And I believe long term, his career uh, trajectory is going to work out really well. I love that coaching staff. They're going to get John Mechie back. The receivers looked okay. The offensive line looked decent. Uh, and the defense looked pretty good as well. While Jalen Petrie was out there, he's expected to be back this week, and if not next week. But again, just saying the long-term projection for this Houston Texans team looks really good, which means C.J. Stroud's long-term projection as well looks pretty good. So I'm sending out offers for him and also buying high on Anthony Richardson because, I, I mean, Anthony Richardson's really, really good. Just really, really good. And uh, he's still not at the top of his market somehow. Uh, didn't Houston get blown out? I, I mean, sort of. It was a very competitive first half. Like I said, it was very good until Jalen Petrie went out. 
Um, and also, like I was saying, it was more of a just I'm very impressed with the usage and pass volume that they're going with and just the coaching staff and the long term projection for this team this season. It's not quite going to be there, but I do think the fantasy production will be there from CJ Stroud and we'll see it this week. CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson are facing off in the divisional showdown. I think both of them will have some pretty good games this week. Devon A-Chain is another rookie on buying. He was out this week, uh, and so people didn't get to see him play. He should probably be back this week, and if not, it'll definitely be next week. Go ahead and acquire him before he plays, because I do think once he breaks off his first run for 30, 40 yards and people see how fast he actually is, his value will skyrocket. Um, and especially with some of the injury history that this Dolphins backfield does have, go ahead and get some Devon A-Chain. And also Jalen Waddle, who had himself a less than good game compared to Tyreek Hill, but it was still a very good game by Jalen Waddle. And last season, uh, it was a, it was really back and forth. Jalen Waddle had his games. Tyreek Hill had his games. And I think that really could continue. Uh, Jalen Waddle's going to have some weeks, and people are upset right now. People are way too overhyping Tyreek Hill right now, saying it's basically over for Jalen Waddle, that Jalen Waddle lost the 1B status. I don't think that's true. Go get Jalen Waddle while you still can. Jackson Smith and Jigba is another one. His usage was okay. He didn't really light up the box score or anything, but I do still want to acquire him. And now that Tyler Lockett is looking like he might miss a week, uh, then you know it might go up again. And it, once he scores that first touchdown, that's it. No more JSN trade. So go get him before he scores. Jonathan Taylor, I'm sending out offers for. I think when he returns, he'll be really good. We saw this backfield last week. The Colts running backs that they used did not look good. Deion Jackson did not look good. Um, and uh, Jake Funk didn't look good. When Jonathan Taylor returns, the offense is going to look better, and they're going to be happy he's back. They're going to give him some work. So go get him before he returns. Devontae Adams is a win-now piece I'm acquiring because – uh, he didn't, again, light up the box score, but the usage was good, and he looked good as well, and now Jacoby Myers is out, so I believe that Devontae Adams is going to have another big week, and once that big week actually comes, he's going to be treated like the wide receiver one that he is, but right now you can get him for wide receiver two prices, so go get some Devontae Adams on your win now teams. James Cook also is another player that had great usage but didn't light up the box score. I want to go get him because that usage will continue. And as the Bills kind of work out the kinks and actually score some points, James Cook will do the same. So, yeah, go get James Cook while you can. Kenneth Walker, another player that didn't light up the box score, but seeing him still be the bell cow and Zach Charbonnet barely get used lends some confidence to me that he's still a top four dynasty running back. I would go pay up for Kenneth Walker while the price is still relatively low compared to his historical market. Uh, go get Kenneth Walker. He's still going to get used to ton and he's still one of the better running backs in the league. Kind of same with Ramondre Stevenson, another running back who was utilized heavily, but didn't light up the box score, didn't score a ton of fantasy points. People might still be scared that Ezekiel Elliott's going to vulture touchdowns, but Ezekiel Elliott fumbled. I think Ramondre Stevenson is locked into such a huge role still that you can acquire him and be happy about it. He had like 60 receiving yards, tons of receptions this week. That type of usage will continue. I'm also trying to acquire Kyler Murray before uh, he returns. This Cardinals team impressed me this week. They looked okay, 
The receivers look pretty good. Rondell Moore especially looks like his swagger has arrived. So that's awesome. And Joshua Dobbs didn't look terrible. So when Kyler Murray returns, this offense will take a step forward. And Kyler Murray is going to score a ton of fantasy points. Um, so I'm acquiring him before he returns as well. Uh, another player you've got to acquire before he returns is Jamison Williams. We saw on Thursday night the Lions were starving for a deep play threat. They were they just do not have one. Jamison Williams will slot in perfectly to the high-octane Detroit Lions offense and will have plenty of good weeks. And I also think at this point he's going to have a really good floor as well with how much they are throwing the ball. Jamison Williams is probably my hottest buy still. I'm still locked into him. I know, I know, I know I'm on the player profile of Brandon. I'm not supposed to, but I just, it makes too much sense to me. Debo Samuel also got a ton of usage this week and looked good. I like seeing that. I know that he came out this offseason and said that last year was terrible and he doesn't want to play like that again. And so to see him fired up and playing a bit better this week makes me want to buy him before he has a vintage Debo Samuel week. Go ahead and send out some feeler offers. See what you can get him for. You might be surprised. Kenny Pickett as well just had a terrible game against the best defense in the league, so I'm not going to count it against him. I still like the weapons around him. I like the team he's attached to. I like the Konami code rushing floor. And so you can probably still acquire Kenny Pickett for a pretty cheap price. Go do that before he has a regular game against a normal NFL defense and produces well. Uh, and finally, Christian Kirk. He's still the slot receiver for the Jaguars. Uh, I know the usage wasn't there, but that's exactly why you need to buy him. We saw this a lot last year, too, where sometimes Zay Jones would have a game, Evan Ingram would have a game, and Christian Kirk would have a game. I know we would like to see a more consistent floor from Kirk. I'm sure that'll come. It was week one, and so maybe they were just trying to force-feed Calvin Ridley. I don't know. But either way, I'm buying Christian Kirk. People are very scared. People are calling Zay Jones the new wide receiver, too, saying that Christian Kirk has been completely faded not true. He's still going to have some weeks. And if Calvin Ridley gets hurt, he'll be right back to being the wide receiver one for the Jaguars. So go get Christian Kirk. That was a pretty good list of buys. That was a pretty good list of buys. Let's talk about the cells. The cells are a lot less um, and a little bit more specific. Here are my cells. Geno Smith, Tyreek Hill, Zay Flowers, Calvin Ridley, Chris Olave, Alexander Madison, Darren Waller, and maybe George Pickens. We'll see. Let's break it down. Geno Smith, I'm selling. I'm, I I want to be out. I, I just want to be out. I'm sure he'll bounce back a little bit, but that performance against the Rams was less than desirable. He led the NFL in interceptable passes last year, led the NFL in danger plays. And I'm just a little bit worried that Geno Smith was a one-hit wonder and will bounce right back to the Geno Smith of old. Will he still be fantasy relevant this season? Yes, but I do still think long-term that the Seahawks will probably be looking to re to replace him, whether that be next year or 2025. Um, so I, I, I just, I kind of want to be out because I still think you could get a good, a good haul for him. I've seen him go for like Jared Goff, for example, and I think that's a fantastic move that might not be possible anymore, but there's still some similar, like maybe like a Mac Jones lateral movement or something that I would just uh, go for a little bit younger quarterback, maybe a better offense. Um, or something like that, but I, I'm out from Geno Smith. Tyreek Hill, I'm selling based on me buying Jalen Waddle, really. Like I said, um, there were some weeks where Tyreek Hill was the guy, and there were some weeks where Jalen Waddle was the guy, and I think that's going to continue. And Tyreek Hill may have another 200-yard week, but I doubt it happens back-to-back -back weeks 
So go ahead and sell him this week while he's at the top of his market. See what you can get. You might be able to get Jalen Waddle straight up for Tyreek Hill, and I would do that for sure in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, in redraft, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I might still want a little bit of a plus there. But still, this is the top of Tyreek Hill's market. People are already locking him into being the wide receiver one for the entire season. And there's still so much more football to be played. And so when there's that much hype around the player, you've got to you've got to swarm in and sell it. I know it's a hot take, but sell Tyreek Hill. Zay Flowers, I'm not necessarily like, uh, Zay Flowers and George Pickens are both the ones where it's more of a maybe to me. This is dependent on the return. With Zay Flowers, since he had such a big week, I would 100% be sending Zay Flowers out to the Jordan Addison and JSN owners. See if you can pull off a one-for-one with either of those. I think I still think both Jordan Addison and JSN are going to be better than Zay Flowers long-term. It's important to add some context to his game, and that was that Derek Stingley was locking up Odell Beckham all day, and that Zay Flowers was going against second and third cornerbacks most of the day and was more of the open guy with Mark Andrews out. He is not going to get that type of usage again. Uh, especially if Mark Andrews returns. So go ahead and try to flip Zay Flowers for one of the other rookie wide receivers while you still can. George Pickens, I'm only really selling because he's also gotten some hype with Deontay Johnson being out and Pat Fryermuth potentially being out. But as someone who's been super high on George Pickens all offseason, I think his value is finally starting to reach the ceiling of what he can actually bring. He's reaching into like the top 16 wide receivers in Dynasty. And I just, I don't know. I think that's his ceiling. I would like to see what I can get. I've seen him go for like Devontae Adams uh, and those types of trades. I would be doing that. I, I think that you can get a solid return for George Pickens right now, even though I am such a believer in him. I think that we're at the top of his market and it's time to explore selling, but it definitely needs to be a good return. I still do believe in him. I just, I don't know. I think it's possible also with Deontay Johnson, especially Pat Fryermuth is also out, that George Pickens doesn't hit his ceiling. I think he is more of a guy that needs the rest of the players there for him to be in a, a good threat on the outside and actually be open. But if he's getting double, triple coverage, I don't really know about that because he's not much of a separator. And so I, I, I would be looking to sell George Pickens. Chris Olave, I'm looking to sell because uh, now everyone is starting to throw Olave over Garrett Wilson. They should still basically be neck and neck. I'm not that worried about it. Um, and I, I think you could still get a really, really good return for Chris Olave. I think a lot of these second year wide receivers can be sold. Um, but especially Chris Olave and maybe Garrett Wilson. I'm not selling Garrett Wilson right now. He was one of my bigger offseason sells, but right now I'm not sell selling Garrett Wilson because he took a hit. Chris Olave, however, did it. He rose and he's a top 10 dynasty wide receiver and at a position that's extremely replaceable and there's so much value that you can extract. I'm sure you could get a fantastic return for Chris Olave right now. He just had 100 yards against a pretty stingy Titans defense in Derek Carr's first start. The hype can't get much higher for Chris Olave unless he scored a touchdown or something. Um, and so I would look to sell and see what you could get. Alexander Madison as well. He was incredibly inefficient on the ground this week, which is what he was supposed to be used for. Yes, he had a receiving touchdown, which saved his fantasy day. 
which means he's still sellable. People will be able to look at that point column and be like, yeah, he scored a touchdown. Alexander Madison is the bell cow, which he is. He got a ton of usage, but I still think that you could sell him. I still think he's near the top of his market, and I would be looking to move on from Alexander Madison. You should be able to get a pretty decent return for him since he scored that touchdown, since he got those points, uh, and people still have so much hype for him. So go ahead and try to sell Alexander Madison. See what you can get. I'm sure you would be surprised. And lastly, it's Darren Waller. I I just, I, the Giants offense looked terrible. Yes, it was against the Cowboys, but they looked terrible. And I just, I don't see Darren Waller being uh, as good as people are saying he'll be. And there are just some crazy trade packages going out that out for him right now that you have to sell them. You just have to. I've been seeing Darren Waller go for like Kyle Pitts and that's ridiculous. So sell Darren Waller. I don't even care if he ends up being the alpha wide receiver one. I know wide receiver one is not the right term, but you know, the the receiver one for the Giants. I I don't even care if that ends up happening. I still think that you'll be happy you sold because I really just, I don't see him hitting that ceiling that so many people are expecting. That is all of the buys and sells I have for you guys. Oh, I should have changed it to sells while I was talking about sells. My bad there got so locked in. But um, yeah, buys and sells, lots of players just talked about. I hope I gave you guys some good advice. I hope you guys have some fun sending out some offers today. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at JFootballWine or hit up the Trade Gods Twitter, Trade Gods FF for some trade advice. Send in your trades as well as that will be tonight. I'd love to break down some of these guys for sure with Seth and Matt Babbage this evening. So go ahead and send in some trades to the Trade Gods Twitter as well if you guys you know pull off some stuff today. But thank you for talking about those. Let's go ahead and look at your questions. Would you trade Romeo Dubs and Christian Kirk for Chris Godwin? I would. Oh, I guess so. Um, but it, I honestly don't know if you could go wrong either way. Like I said, I do still think Christian Kirk is a buy. And Romeo Dubs did impress. He won't have another two touchdown game, but he will still definitely get some good usage. Um, but yeah, Chris Godwin, probably the better asset in this deal overall. And it's not that much to give up uh, and you'll clear the roster space. So yeah, I'd go for it. Um, who, let's see. These are some more trade questions that I said I'd say. One of them I did answer. Are we still holding Mac Hollins? Uh, in your deeper leagues, yes. In your more shallow leagues, you can drop them. Um, but yeah, in your deeper leagues, definitely still hold on to them. Um, but no, in your shallow leagues, there's probably some better options out there. Do I still believe he'll out-target Drake London? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, but it's just not enough to go around, uh, and you're never going to be confident starting him, so you can go ahead and get rid of him. Should you drop Bateman for Tutu, Rasheed Weiss, or Chuba? Uh, I'm not dropping Bateman yet. I know it's seasonal. I would like to give it a couple more weeks. Hopefully you have another player you can drop. Maybe you can just drop your defense and try to pick up one of these guys right now and hope like someone ends up being out and you can swap them into your IR to then re-pick up that defense. But yeah, I do think Chuba, Tutu, and Rice should be rostered. Might put the priority there on Rice um, just because he's on the Chiefs, but I honestly don't know. I, that's a tough one. All these guys are basically in the same tier here. You need the running back help. Chuba's a really good handcuff and should be pretty good. Um, but yeah, but yeah, all of those guys need to be rostered. Dropped a bunch of Gibson for Kelly and Williams this morning. I think that's good. Antonio Gibson for Joshua Kelly is a solid move. Um, how do we value our dynasty draft picks? Uh, great question. Really, really hard to say. You've got to look at your own roster first off and just say, like, how do you feel you're going to do? If you think you're going to be bad, then I just wouldn't even trade your draft picks because you've got to see if you end up with a high one. 
Um, but or you know, it, or sell it as it is a high one and try to get a really, really good return for it. But it, it honestly all comes down to your team and how good you feel that they are. For me, I always like to treat my like second round picks as third round picks and throw those in because they look better to people because they're second rounders. But I'm gonna win the damn league. So you can take my end of the second round pick for your player that I want right now. That's kind of my favorite move. Um Harry Snowman agrees with all of my buys except Pitts and Stevenson. We'll see. I know we disagree on Pitts. This is all good fun. I know that we're we're gonna have this back and forth all season, and I, I'm I'm excited for it. We we you know that that's what makes fantasy football fun. Um, let's see. Lots of questions. Should I pick up Romeo Dubs? Sure. Redraft one quarterback PPR. Fields and Gibbs versus Deshaun Watson, Flowers, and Dalvin Cook. Definitely, definitely take the Justin Fields and Jameer Gibbs side. Definitely do that. Um. Someone says Waller gets the Cardinals who can't stop the tight end. Don't sell now. Or it's the exact time to sell because when he doesn't produce against the Cardinals, that's when everyone will be like, okay, we need to sell Darren Waller. Get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Um, Deshaun Watson and Olave versus Fields and Garrett Wilson. Fields and Garrett Wilson side easily. Now let's check the Instagram chat. It's early, but is Sky Moore already droppable? No, you've definitely got to keep holding on. Should you drop Daniel Jones for Mac Jones in, in one QB redraft? No, you shouldn't. Keep holding on to Danny Dimes. Um, should you drop Odell, Dubs, or Gabe Davis for Gus Edwards, Hill, or Roshan Johnson? Drop Gabe Davis for Roshan Johnson. Um, what defense should you stream? I haven't looked at that enough yet, man. I'm sorry, Brandon, but feel free to turn into our starter stream on Sunday mornings. Um Flex, Gus, Cam Akers, or Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers. Someone says they need a running back. Go try to get Joshua Kelly, Justice Hill, Roshan Johnson, Devon Aching, any of that any of that stuff. Um, and that appears to be it. Uh, actually, no, one more. One more. One more here in the chat from, from our friend Jamie. Dynasty Rebuild 12-team Superflex. Give Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, for 20 and a 24 second to receive Michael Pittman, James Cook, and a 2024 first. I think um, that's Devontae Adams, right, Jamie? Please confirm because I don't know about that one. I really don't. I know, I know. Well, if you're rebuilding, it's a little bit more worth it. Um, but still, I almost feel like you should try to extract a little bit more value out of Devontae, maybe remove that second round pick. And then do it, but also kind of same with Waller. These these are Devontae Adams and Darren Waller are both really, really good redraft win now assets that I think you could extract a little bit more. I don't know. I would try maybe without the second um, and see what they say. If you have to add the second, then it's fine. It looks like it fits your team a little bit more since you're rebuilding. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like you should try for a little bit more. Um, and that is all I'm going to do guys. I know I see a few more questions here, but if I keep answering questions, we'll be going all day. So just tune in tomorrow with your same questions. Thank you all so much for tuning in every Monday through Friday with me. I couldn't imagine a better way to spend my mornings. Love you guys so much. You have a fantastic Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Have a fantastic Wednesday, a fantastic rest of your week. I'll see you all tomorrow with the Thursday night preview, as well as another news rundown on the wake and take on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a fantastic day. Peace.